Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hello and welcome back to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. And on this podcast, we undress the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And we have a really cool podcast today for you because we are going to highlight three of our top episodes. You're going to hear portions of those uh, from 2020. And unfortunately, we do not have video to these. So if you listen or watch on YouTube, it's just going to be audio today, but it's still a huge treat. I can't wait for y'all to hear these episodes. That's right. And I can't believe 2020 is over, that this is the last episode of 2020. Where has the time gone? Though there there have been a lot of great things that did happen in 2020, but it's been a hard year in a lot of ways. And so I'm, I'm excited about the new beginning of 2021. But we've had a lot of fun on the podcast and there are a lot of a lot of high moments to celebrate. Absolutely. And so I'm excited about the ones you're gonna hear on this episode. It's our best of 2020. The first portion is uh, of episode 73 where we interviewed uh, our mentor, Pastor Jimmy Evans, talking about his book, The Four Laws of Love. You're gonna hear how to keep your marriage a priority and also a hilarious story that happens when uh, Jimmy and Karen are driving together. I think a lot of us can relate the stress that can happen when a husband and wife get in a car together. So this was one of my favorite episodes of 2020. Let's take a listen. You know, we've had people write us and say, no, but when you have kids, they have to come first. But every time we do that as parents, it not only hurts our marriage, but it hurts our kids too. Absolutely. If you love your children, don't don't let them be the center of the universe. Yeah. And you hear people say, uh, make comments, men and women, oh, I live for my kids. Yes. Huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Your kids are going to leave home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're 18 years old, 19, whatever, they're going to leave home. And the thing is this, if if you forsake your marriage for your kids, uh, how are they going to succeed in marriage? Because the only thing they've seen is a rotten marriage. Yeah. The other thing is, when your kids leave, you're in crisis because you don't know each other. Yeah. Uh, you you gave up your, and, and by the way, bad in-laws, this is where they come from. Yeah. But problem in-laws uh, forsake their marriage. They over, uh, they over, uh, you know, attached to their child. Mm-hmm. Their child leaves home and they follow them emotionally, okay? Yes. And then that's where in-laws come from. So the a good marriage, it, first of all, God comes first. That That is not church. That's mm-hmm. your personal relationship with Jesus. Your spouse comes second. Your children come third. Church, fourth, you know, like that. Right. In, in real terms. So when our kids were growing up, uh, uh, Brent, who president of marriage day, mm-hmm. uh, we trained them to respect our marriage. Yeah, and we put them in bed at night when they're little. We put them in bed at eight or so, or later they put themselves to bed. But we let them know we, we ate dinner together as a family. We were with them. I, I prayed for them, put them to bed every night, and then they knew this is mom and dad's time. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, we gave you your time. And kids are master manipulators, you know. Oh, yeah. It, and I want water. You know, I want to go to the bathroom. There's a monster in my room. Well, like you say, they want to possess your soul. They want they want to possess your soul. And you say, well, you're not going to get any water in the morning. You got a diaper, use it. And uh, I, if a monster's in your room, you got somebody to, to uh, talk to. So just leave us alone. Somebody to talk to. But, but see, if little kids, if little kids, Feel like they're the center of the universe. For they'll, they'll they'll consume you, and they don't care. No, they don't. They, they don't care how tired you are. Okay, so you have to train them to respect your marriage. And the other thing is, so Brent and Julie, our son and daughter, they both been married for over twenty years. They have wonderful marriages. Exactly what we did with them is what they do with their kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but it works. It's it still works. working. It works. And, yeah. and you know they're gonna. Your kids are blessed. Because now they're seeing the way marriage ought to be, and they're going to do it with their kids, and they're going to do it yes. with their kids. But when you forsake your marriage for the kids, the kids are going to leave, and uh, they do not have the resource of having seen their parents have a good marriage. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the. That's why so many couples end up with an empty nest and an empty marriage at the same right. time. We say because yeah. because they they they've done exactly what you're describing, right? And right. really, it it creates a codependent relationship with the kids or a broken in law marriage dynamic. You bet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so, so much that, that, that can go wrong there. Yeah. Kind of turning the page just a little bit. Talk to, you say, and I, I love this just because I think it's funny, and I think so many can relate, but every marriage, even the healthiest marriages, have those those points where there's there's maybe a little more tension, even if it's kind of tension in a funny way. And I think it's both hilarious and practical when you talk about how you and Karen have a great marriage everywhere except in the car. <laughs> and I love it. Oh, it's true. I, I love it. And so oh, it's true. I yeah. just, every time you, you kind of talk, you peel back the curtain and let us see that dynamic. It's so funny, but I also think that it's practical to talk about because every marriage has some of those areas where in this particular context, we have a harder time finding unity. So talk us through that. Well, you know, we're just humans. And um, it is important that you agree and that you respect each other and meet each other's needs and all that. But when we get in the car, um, Karen is just bossy. I mean, she just uh, <laughs> turn here, stop. Well, she just she all she just thinks she's right about everything in the car. And you know something? I'm, I'm and I I've, it still bothers me to some degree. But as you get older in marriage, you just kind of give each other grace. Yeah. So when we get in the car, we just kind of give each other grace. Mm-hmm. And so, but she'll say, "Turn here. That's the wrong way. You know, you should have taken that. You should have stopped there at that light. Now you just ran that light. It's just it's never ending." Okay. Well, Karen drives like a crazy woman. Is she is the most aggressive driver I've ever ridden with, and and, and Brent, Brent, her son, is the same way. She scares me to death. And I, so I get in the car. She'll say, "We're going to take my car." She grab her keys, and I go, "Oh gosh, Lord help us, oh, Lord help, help us." Me. And so, uh, oh, I get in the car. I'm so nervous. And so she'll be, you know, just going fast or, you know, doing crazy stuff. And I'll say, "Karen, Karen, slow down. You just sit over there and relax." It's like, I haven't been relaxed since you grabbed your keys. My life's flashing before my eyes every every turn. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's, that's so, so good. Oh, I just love that. I love listening to Jimmy and him talk about uh, those early marriage years with, with he and Karen. It's just so awesome. So great. All right. To hear more about Jimmy and Karen Evans, make sure you check out the Marriage Today podcast. They are amazing. They really, really are. I mean, their content is, I mean, it's what this whole ministry is 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 based on, Marriage Today and now XO Marriage. Uh, 
they're the pioneers. And mm-hmm. so, so many great stories. All right, next up is a highlight of our conversation in episode 72, talking about the importance of intimacy outside the bedroom. You're gonna hear us talk about a time we were out on a date, but I was not really fully present. And, <laughs> and Ashley lovingly kind of brought me back. And so it's a funny story, but also I think it has a lot of practical application. So let's dive in. different seasons, you got to find ways to help each other out. And there are going to be different seasons and different particular struggles that one spouse has to kind of carry more of the weight. Right. It's not always exactly 50-50. Um, but even in those seasons, you've got to look for ways to to support each other. And so we want to talk about some some specific ways in every season of marriage that you can you can cultivate that respect and that intimacy, especially maybe if you're in a season where there's a little bit of a disconnect. Yes. And so the first one, we're going to just kind of, you know, read read these off a list and then, and then say a little bit about them. Sweetie, you want to? Yes. All right. Number one, whenever you greet your spouse, do your best to look them in the eyes, ask them about their day, and listen to what they have to say. And, you know, we make this point about looking in the eyes because we are in a culture where you know, our spouse and the people we love the most don't always have our eyes because we're we're responding to them, maybe even grunting, like maybe not even saying words looking while we're screen. on the cell phone, yeah. looking at a screen, looking at the TV, looking at the laptop. And I have been so guilty of this. So, I mean, I'm saying this as one who has, who has struggled with this and who has had to be intentional about this. And you guys, I mean, there is nothing like looking in your spouse's eyes. Like one of my most favorite things about Dave are that he has what I like to refer to as honest eyes. And that's like one of the first things I said to you. I was like, I just love your honest eyes. And you know, it's romantic to look into your spouse's eyes. And we're talking about intimacy here. Looking deep into your spouse's eyes is an intimate act. And it's important to make that a daily part of your routine is to actually look them in the face. And I would even say, take it a step further and embrace I mean, embrace your spouse in the morning. When you get up in the morning, even if you have sweater tooth and nasty breath, give them, you know, a nice look into deep into their eyes. Give them a hug. Say then, then like cover your mouth and say, I need to go brush my teeth, but I'm so happy to see you. And, you know, just, just making that, that effort and that intentional effort, because it is, it takes intention. It really, really does. And that leads into number two. You've already touched on this, but I think we can definitely touch on this again. Oh, yes. Be sure to put the cell phone down and other electronic devices away so you can give them your best attention. A recent survey result said that an uh, average person touches their cell phone more than 2,000 times per day. Wow. Which means like we're just addicted to these little things. I mean, I've got mine right here. Most of the time, it's like right within arm's reach, whether I'm sleeping or awake. And I need just, I need more accountability in my life in this area. I need to have better boundaries. But it is the thing um, that that can cause a division in the oh, marriage yeah. without realizing. And, and we're four phones. I mean, you guys, most of you are listening to this podcast right now because of the technology made possible by these brilliant little devices we carry in our pockets. We are thankful for the technology and for all the good that can be done with it. But if we're not careful, that gift can turn into a huge distraction in our marriage. And we've, we've got to be willing to to put it away. I think, yeah. you know, we talk about it a lot. One of our best times of the day, Ashley and me, to reconnect is we go on a we go on a long walk almost every single night, and um, we love that because there are no phones. We got right. the phones in the pocket in case you know our, our, well, in case kids, our kiddos, kids call. need to call. Yeah, but for the most part, we're we're walking, we're talking. There's no screen to distract us, and we have our best conversation of the day. Right, um, doing that. You can't have the a, a, an intimate conversation if your spouse is having to compete with your phone while you're talking. It's so true. And I would even say this, like we were reminded of this. Um, you know, if you go to a restaurant, a lot of these restaurants today have all these TVs everywhere. And I remember we were on a day, a, a, like a day date 
not too long ago. And Dave did not even realize, he's so good, you guys, about being intentional and being in a conversation. But there was a, a really, like a game that he was really interested in. And I was trying to have this serious conversation <laughs> with him. me out. And I called him out. You were like, so do you not want to talk? Uh, or do you, I did. You I, no, and I, I was, I didn't you, put you angst were, on no, it. No, you weren't snarky about it. But I was it. like, sweetie, you, are you just not want, wanting no, to talk right now? you were actually really sweet about it. You, you said like, <laughs> you you, you were very kind. It wasn't snarky or sarcastic. It was just, do you, do you not want to talk right now? Do you, you know, or would you rather just want to watch, watch that? The game. But it, it kind of like brought me back to my senses because right. I was tired. And when I'm tired, my eyes just kind of, you know, just scroll to whatever screen is there. And it pulled me back. And I said, no, I'm sorry. You know, I was distracted, but I'm, I'm here. There's he nothing did. in this room more important than you. And I, I want to talk with you. That's that's what I want to do. And I think why I was frustrated is because it was it was one of those conversations where I really needed his full attention. And you know he didn't even realize it at the time, but he was looking at the screen, and then he would give me an answer that didn't have anything to do with what I was saying. <laughs> and I was just like, "This Sweet is potatoes. madness." And I'd be like, "Sweetie, geometry." You know, <laughs> I would just say in words. You know, didn't. But you know, it's not just that. Like I have to be reminded of that as well. So it's, we all deal with this. It's just kind of the world we live in, but we've got to be super intentional and not let those screens rule us. They're only meant to be a tool in our lives. They're not meant to be our full focus or even our master. You know, I think sometimes we think, oh my gosh, the phone is calling me. Like I I must answer it right then, right there. We've got to put boundaries in place. They're they're a good servant, but a poor master. Don't let them ruin your lives. Help them help you run your life the way you want. Number three, if your spouse seems extra stressed when you greet them, Ask what you can do to help and actually mean it. This will go a long way in lifting the burden to allow your spouse to be more inviting to you as well. When we're selfless, it comes down to that selflessness of really thinking of your spouse ahead of yourself. And this is this is such a biblical concept, by the way. Yes. You know, the world says, don't let anybody walk all over you and you get what you want and you give as little as you can. And Jesus comes along and says, no, true greatness is in serving others. True greatness, true love is in letting others go first and putting the right. needs of others ahead of yourself. And in marriage especially, um, that, that should be ground zero for where we're living out the tenets of our faith. And uh, and even if you don't share our Christian faith, give this a try. I'm telling you, serving one another will make a huge difference in your marriage. Inflation is out of control, and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily, and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it Get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. I love learning. I know that sounds nerdy and dorky, but I just love learning. I love understanding history and how things fit together and what's happening in the world. But if you're like me, you're busy and it's hard to learn. It can be expensive to learn. Maybe you want to keep learning and growing. You're like, I don't know how to fit that into my schedule. I got the perfect solution for you. And it's Hillsdale 
College. Hillsdale College is a world-class accredited university that's offering some of their core courses for free. I mean, absolutely free. They're just wanting to spread knowledge here. I'm telling you, it sounds too good to be true, but it really is true. They're making it possible for you to learn about world economics and things like ancient Christianity, which I highly recommend. It's an 11 lecture course where you study the inspiring stories of Christ and his apostles and the faithful ones throughout the first centuries of Christianity, plus learning the the basics of Christian apologetics. And guys, you can do this for free. I'm so excited about what Hillsdale does. I love their commitment to faith and values. And you can take part in this by going to hillsdale.edu slash naked to enroll at no cost. And it's easy to get started. It's H-I-L-L-S-D-A-L-E dot E-D-U slash N-A-K-E-D to register. That's hillsdale.edu slash naked. It will, but let me make this point very clear. And we, we talk about this very clearly throughout all of our podcasts. We're not talking about prolonged mistreatment or abuse. We no, are not. No, no, you no. should never, you know, withstand abuse, whether it's psychological, emotional, physical, you know, it, we're talking about when your spouse just happens to be in a bad mood. And instead of throwing gasoline on it and like being like, you're a loser and you're just so mean all the time, you know, like, and and just like lighting a fire to your marriage and to them and making it worse. We're saying as a spouse, you have a very special placement in their life where you can be like water because you know the triggers, but you also know kind of the balm. You know, you know how to add, if, if if they're, you know, feeling enraged, burned, so to speak, you can be like, like the aloe to their life and you can make things calmer. And that's what we need to strive to do. I'm not saying like if your spouse is a narcissist and they're just, you know, emotionally manipulating you all the time, that's not the scenario we're talking about here. So I just want to be very clear about that. But if your spouse is just kind of, you know, they come home in a bad mood, you say, listen, I can tell you've had a hard day. Why don't you go and run? Or why don't you go and um, watch that, that movie that you've been wanting to watch or have some time over here reading the book that you've been wanting to read so that you can kind of come down from the day instead of being like, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Too. Well, are you, yeah. you need everything. And- yeah, why do you need this? I need this. and Because it's easy to do that. I mean, yeah. believe me, it's easy to do that. You know, I know we mentioned earlier the child rearing years. That That's one of those times where you're like, everybody's feeling like they're just completely just burning on, at on both empty. ends, on empty. Yeah. And so we have to be super careful in those seasons. Um there's, there's so many more things to get to. And if you want to know the full list about this, you can go to marriagetoday.com and go through the entire list of, of kind of those things to consider and how to bring more intimacy um, into, your, into your relationship outside of the bedroom. But I'm going to share one more with you. And that's number four. It's if one or both of you has struggled with being uninviting to the other for a long time, be patient with each other as you work to improve this aspect of your marriage. Old habits die hard. Gosh, that is so true but the good new behaviors will form with persistence and consistency. You know, I think one of the biggest kind of things that all of us kind of fall for is if if there's not change quickly, then there's never gonna be change. And that's just a lie from Satan. And Satan would love nothing more than to make you feel far, far away from your spouse and to bust up your marriage because he hates it when people are living out these 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 institutions, so to speak, that God built, because God made marriage. He wants it to be this amazing relationship. And he wants you guys to be intimate and to be fulfilled and to be loving and kind to each other. And so, you know, Satan really does try to get a foothold by things like making you feel discouraged when you don't see change. And, and you know, we talk to so many couples where they're so ready to just throw in the towel because they're like, well, they're, they're putting a timeline on things. Like, well, I didn't see the change I wanted to see in a month, so I guess we're just not meant to be. But that really is limiting God and what he can do. And God's timing is not our timing. 
It's just not our timing because God sees the full picture and he is never late, but he is usually never early. I will just say that. I've learned that in my, my 38 years of life. I have learned that, but he is always right in the nick of time. And so we have to keep on praying. We have to keep on doing those things we know we, we should be doing. And we need to keep on reminding our spouse that God is for us, not against us, and that we can do this. You know, I think so many times when our spouse is down and they're feeling discouraged, be that voice that brings them back up. Be that person in their corner. Be the shoulder they lean on when they're not feeling strong enough. And so I just, I just wanna encourage you, because there's gonna be, it's really an ebb and flow in marriage. There's gonna be times where you're feeling like the strong one, and there's gonna be times where you're feeling like the weak one. There's gonna be times where your spouse is hopeful, and there's gonna be times when you're doubtful. And so we have to lift each other up in those times. All right, our last episode that we will be highlighting is episode 74, where we talk about how to overcome disagreements. Yes, and this is something that every couple can can face. And we're gonna talk about it specifically when there's a life transition, like maybe a new job, moving, just some of those big life transition moments, which every couple faces. And they can lead to a lot of a lot of frustration, but they can also, if we do it right, lead to a lot of strength and growth in the marriage. So let's dive into this. You know, I wanna share a story. Another big decision that I think that many couples have to make is like taking a new job or moving even, especially if that job requires moving. Yeah, that's And big. we've been there multiple times. Like throughout our marriage, we've moved multiple times. And it's even a bigger decision when there's children involved that are school age, because then you have to take that into account. And like, would this be something that, that would be, you know, a good move for our children or would it be detrimental? And we have to weigh all those things. Well, years ago, uh, we, we had an opportunity to move and it was a great job opportunity for Dave. And I remember we went, we did the interview and, you know, we felt pretty good about it, but there was this part of me that just, I wasn't, I mean, I was just not on board. And I said, I don't, I don't feel good about this. I don't think it's it. And Dave's like, I kind of, I feel like I, it's not, it's not perfect. No job is perfect. No place is perfect but I really feel like God's leading us here. And this was a, the first time in a long time that we had kind of been on different pages with that kind of decision. Yeah, and yeah. it was a weird place to be. I remember being like, Lord, why don't, you know, why are we not on, you know, unified in this decision? And so that night I prayed, I just prayed this very fervent prayer. And it was almost like, you know, when you're dozing off and you're just really praying, almost like meditating on the word and praying that same, you know, one simple prayer over and over again. And that's what I was doing. And then at one point in my prayer, I, I found myself asking, you know, God, why here? Why would you want us to move here? Like, we love where we are. I know this job is, is great, but really he loves his current job and we're so settled where we are. Why here? And it was, I mean, it wasn't God audibly speaking, but in my spirit, it talks about God kind of moving in, in your spirit with, through his Holy Spirit. It was like, I heard him say, why not here? Why not here, Ashley? And it really, it really pushed me. And it was like in that moment, my heart, my heart just settled. And, and it, it was like, I didn't have that, that fight in me to kind of fight Dave on this anymore. And it was like, I felt that well, peace and I, and that I we were meant to be there. And I wasn't ever gonna let it become a fight. No, I, no, no, you weren't, you, you, you weren't. You had total veto power here because oh, I don't absolutely. want any I mean, decision ever, ever to, th there's no decision that's ever worth a lack of unity in our marriage. Sure, sure. Ever. And so I feel like if God doesn't lead us to the same place on these big decisions, and and yeah, I can kind of lobby for my perspective and I can say, I really feel you know strongly about this and, and, and ask in some cases, just kind of just, Trust me on on this one, and and let's take a step right. of faith together. But the bottom line is, if you didn't come to a place where you felt good about it, 
Like it, it, oh, it, it was never going to happen. Yes. And for some couples, I think there's such vast personality differences. Uh, most couples have one one spouse who's more of one who really desires security and predictability, mm-hmm. and another spouse who desires kind of uh, adventure and new new beginnings and mm-hmm. and and you know just kind of going off into the unknown and what might happen there. And so that can be a constant source of friction in the marriage because God wired you both up with that personality. It's not that either of your personalities is wrong. The one who desires security, God created you to desire security. The one who desired kind of like adventure, God created you that way. But you can't worship your personality as the one that's always right. You have to both be willing to step out of your comfort zone. Sometimes stepping out of your comfort zone means staying when you'd rather go. And sometimes stepping out of your comfort zone means going when you'd rather stay. But in every opportunity, pray together, really turn it over to the Lord and trust that he has got your best interest at heart. It's so true because the truth is your spouse's opinions aren't wrong. They're just different. And like in that particular scenario, many years ago when I was having that, I mean, Dave wasn't like forcing the issues. I want to make that really clear, but I could just tell that he felt led there at that time. And I just wasn't quite there. And through that prayer, it's like God God did answer my prayer because I was trying to just find like, God, what do you want us to do? And in that moment, he unified us. And I woke up the next day and I said, sweetie, listen, if they offer you the job, I do think you should take it. You know, I know I wasn't, I wasn't quite on board, you know, before, but I feel more of a peace now and I think you should take it. And so we ended up ultimately taking that job and God taught us a lot in that season. It was a season we needed. We needed to grow a lot. We needed to learn a lot. And so, you know, I'm just so thankful that in that moment of prayer that he showed me. And that's the truth that what we're trying to say over and over again is that when you bring it to the Lord, he is going to show you what step you need to take. And it may not be in how you expect it to go. I mean, like, I, I really wasn't expecting that in my prayer. I wasn't expecting for him to say, you know what? Why not here, Ashley? You need to give this a chance. But he did show it to me because I brought it to him in prayer and because Dave was also seeking him. So just always seek him in every decision. Wow, it's just so cool to look back at some of our favorite episodes and even the top episodes of 2020. It's been such a great year, but... We are so much looking forward to this next year and what God's gonna do, not not only in our own marriage, but through this podcast and in your marriages. Yeah, that's right. And so we wanna thank you guys as we come to the end of another year, just for your support and your partnership, for being listeners, uh, for your support of Exo Marriage, the ministry that we're a part of. And as we look ahead to 2021, great days are ahead. So tune in next week for a kickoff of a brand new season where we're gonna be talking about how to be naked and healthy. So we will see you then.